Shalom to all. Today's office is Baba Kamatav and we are starting Samach Beis Amar Beis about ten lines up from the bottom at the two dots with a quote from the Mishnah. Shemitah Shalom Mekefel Nehegas Vachulu. And today's office sponsor Lili Nishmas Marsh Merim Sarah Basib Yaakov Meisha Harnish Shama Shad Havin Aliyah and Lili Nishmas Rabbi Yisviyantav Ben Rabbi Asher Anshul. His neshama should have an aliyah. Now the Oregon sends a lengthy discussion how we know that a person's chayat to be kefal for stealing an object. So we begin with Nani how do we know this? The Tanar Rabban of the Brasa tells us, the Pasuk says, I'll call Dvar Pesha in regards to any matter of Pesha, Klal. That's a generalization. We're including everything. Then the Pasuk says, Al-Shar, Al-Chamar, Al-Sev, Al-Salma. For Shar, Chamar, or Se, Salma means a garment. Prat, that's specification. Mashma, the one who's only chayv kefal for these things. But then it says, Al-Kal Aveda, for any Aveda, Chazar Kalal. That's once again a generalization. Klal, Prat, to Klal. So how do we dash in that? Yeah, the Donel, Kena, Prat. We dash in the only things that are included are things that are similar to the Prat. Ma Prat refers Davra, Metal, Tavagufa, Mamain. Just like the Prat is explicit. We're talking about something that moves, it's Metal, and it itself has value. I've called Davra, Metal, so to anything that moves and itself is valuable, one would be chayv kefal for stealing it. Yatzu karkaisis excludes land. Sheina metaltalin. It's not metaltalin. It doesn't move. Yatzu avadim shokshil karkais. It excludes avadim as well because they're compared in the pasuk to karka. Yatzu shtarais. This excludes a shtar. Shalfish metaltalin. Even though it's movable in gufan mamain, it itself is invaluable. The piece of paper is worth one penny. It might have a million dollar loan written on it, but the paper is valueless. And yatzu hektish. This excludes hektish as well because reayu ksev. It says in the pasuk reayu, and hektish is not called reayu. But now we ask. E, if that's really so, why don't we say as follows? My prat refers to and Vlasim Matama Magumasa, just like the prat, and that's specifically when referring to animals. As the veil of Zed Carcass is Matama by carrying it or by touching it, I've called Dovershan Vlasim Matama Magumasa, so too the other types of animals that are included are things that the veil is getting Matama Magumasa. Aval Ifais Loi, but we would not be including Ifais because the veil of a bird is not Matama Magumasa. However, the response is Mimat Sazamatahaki, could you really say that? It says in Pasuk Salma, and Salma is referring to a garment, and obviously a garment's not Matama Magumasa, so how could you suggest this? The Gemara answers, Amri, they said, We're talking about the animal part of the Pasuk. And therefore, Amri, why don't we say, That the only animals that are included in the Chiv of Kefal are the things that they're in the their carcass, magumaso, but things that are not, for example, Ifais, won't be included. And the reason why we're able to suggest that, the Gemara continues, Because we darshan each one with the Klalu Prat. Since we have multiple words separated from each other, Al-Shar, Al-Chamar, Al-Sev, Al-Sama, we're able to darshan each one of them with a Kalal Prat. So we can localize one of them and say that all animals have to be like this, and therefore, as the Gemara says, Aval Eifes Loi. But birds are not included in that. So response is, Imkin, if that's really so, then Ichter Rechman Achad Prata. All the Torah should have written was one Prat, one specification, and we have multiple animals that are listed over here. However, the rebuttal to that is, Hey Nichter Rechman, which one should the Torah write? And we already had this previously in the Gemara, Ikas Rechman Ashar, if the Torah only would have written Shar, Havamina would have thought, Karvel Gav Mizbech, Inchein Karvel Gav Mizbech Loi, that only something that can be brought in Mizbech is included in this, but something that's not brought in the Mizbeach is not included in this, and that's why we have to mention Chamar. And because Rahman Chamar, if the Torah only wrote Chamar, Havamina would say, only something that can be Kaddish as a firstborn animal, but something that's not is not included. And that's why we have to have both of these words. However, Ami, the response to that is, in Cain, if so, just say Shar Chamar, what do we need the word Seh for? It must be that the word Seh is including birds. Maybe the word Seh is only including kosher birds. They're similar to Seh. How is this? Because they're metame a person's begadim through the base hablia, which is the throat. Even though a bird is not metame magumasa, if a person swallows a piece of a kosher bird, which is an avela, meaning it died without shechita, so once this piece reaches his throat, that's metame him to the extent that his clothing are tame. So why don't we say this? So maybe the word says only including kosher birds, but non kosher birds, they don't have tama, they're not metame a person's begadim when he swallows it. 
Loy, maybe it's not included. So Mar says, you're right, we're not using Klaluprat, Kol Ribuyahu. The word Kol is a reboy, that's an inclusion, which includes birds as well. As a Kol, the cost of Kol Ribuyahu, anytime a Pasuk says the word Kol, that's meant to be as an inclusionary phrase. How can you say that about Gabi Meiser? In regards to Meiser Shani, the Chsivit says in the Pasuk Kol, because our Shinolei Beklaluprat, and we darshan that by way of Klaluprat and not by way of reboy. The Tanya, we have a Brysa, the Pasuk by Meiser Shani says, when Satak has Bukhal Shetav and you shall use the money for anything your soul desires. Kalal, that's a generalization. Then the Pasuk says, that's specification. Then it says, anything your soul desires, that's once again a klal. Klal prat to klal. And how do we learn this? The only things that are included are things similar to the prat. Just like the prat, the specifications mentioned in the pasuk are primi pre. For example, wine is a pre from the grape, and animals are pre from their parents. Grapes grow from the ground, and animals get their sustenance from the ground. So I've called primi pre. So to all the other things we're allowed to spend my sashani on have to be primi pre but that excludes water, salt, and mushrooms, they're not considered premium premium dulei karka. So we see very clearly from here that the word kol is being used as a klal or pratu klal and not as a reboy. So I'm the answered bichol klala. When we have the word bichol, like we have in this pasuk of Meister Shani, that's klal pratu klal. But just the regular word kol, ribuyahu, that's used as a reboy, and that's why in this pasuk of kefil that we've been dashing up until now, we're using the word kol as a reboy. Viboy same alternatively, we could say kol klalahu, that actually the word kol could be used as a klal. Miu kol da hacha ribuyahu, the word Kol over here by Kefel, that particular word Kol is being used as Reboy. And why is that so? Because Mechli, let's see. We already have a Klal Pratu Klal in regards to these Psukim. Because we have another Pasuk that says, When a person gives his friend Klal, that's a generalization. Then the Pasuk says, Money or Kalim Prat, that's a specification. And then the Pasuk says, Lishmar to guard, The Pasuk then repeats a Klal. So we already see in the Psukim of Kefel and stealing, we have a Klal Pratu Klal. So we saw that called by Pesha, Prat also, if you want to say this possibly we've been darshaning until now of al kaldvar pesha is coming to teach us a klalu prat. So nichta rechmana lahani prate gabi heyach klal prat. The pasuk should have mentioned all these pratim, all these specifications: shor, hamar, sen, salma. By this first klalu prat, al kaldvar pesha lomeli. What do we need the words al kaldvar pesha for? The answer is shmamina ribuyahu. It must be that this word kol is a riboy and not a klalu prat like it usually is. But now we continue asking: hashadam kol ribuya. Now that you're saying the word kol over here in this pasuk is a riboy, kol hani prate lomeli. So what do we need these pratim for? What do we need all these specifications? If we have a reboy, and this question is coming because of one of the key differences between klalu prat and reboy. When you have a klalu prat, so you need the prat to tell us that all the things that are included in this klalu prat have to be similar to the prat, like we've explained above. When you have a reboy, you're including everything. So what do we need the pratim for? So the answer is we have to exclude certain things. One of these pratim is excluding karka, one of them is excluding abadim, one of them is excluding shtaris, like we mentioned before. Salma, the word salma that means garment, that's going to exclude something that's not mesuyim, it doesn't have a simon on it. If a garment's not clear that it belongs to any particular person, so we wouldn't have a chiv of kefal over there. And I'll call Aveda, the words I'll call Aveda, they're coming to teach us what Rabbi Abba says. Meaning, if a person found a lost object and then the owner came to him and said, Hey, I heard you found my object, and he says, Oh, it was stolen from me, and it turns out that the finder decided to keep it himself, so basically he stole it. He has to pay Kefel. So, this is just a very long lima describing, based off of this Pasuk, how we know that all these things are Chayv and Kefel, what things are included, and what things are excluded. I think Mark continues with something similar. Tanan Hassan, we have a mission over there. Ruben comes to Shimon and says, Where's my Pikadon? Where's this thing that I dropped off by you to watch? And Amar Le Shimon tells him back, Avad, it was lost. So Ruvain tells him, I make you swear. Va'amar and Shimon says, Amen, meaning yes, I swear. And then, Adam come along and say that he consumed it, he ate it, meaning Shimon was really the one that took it himself. It wasn't lost. So 
Shimon has to pay for the Karen, the principal value of this item. If he admitted on his own that he lied, he has to pay the Karen, he has to pay a Chaymish, an added fifth, and he has to bring an Asham, which is a carbon, and this is because he made a false Shvua, and the Pasuk tells us when a person makes a false Shvua, and he admits to it on his own, so he has to pay a Karen, Chaymish, and an Asham. Now, a different case, let's say Reuven tells Shimon, hey, where's my Pekadon that I gave to you? And Shimon tells him, Nignav, it was stolen, as opposed to the previous situation where he said that it was lost, and then Reuven tells him, I make you swear, and Shimon says, yes, Amen. And then, Adam come along and say that Shimon himself was the one that stole it. He has to pay Kefel. If he admits on his own that he lied, he pays a Karen Chemish and Asham. Now, at any rate, what do we teach in this Braisa? The one he tan is that it was stolen from him, and he turns out that he's the one that stole it, he has to pay Kefel. But when he tan is that it was lost, and it turns out that he kept it for himself, he doesn't have to pay Kefel. That was the ratio of the Braisa. And if I feel is even when he is that it was stolen, it's only when he makes a shvua that it was stolen, and then he gets caught afterwards that he has to pay kefel. But if he never made a shvua that it was stolen from him, he wouldn't have to pay kefel. So, how do we know this? The Torah because we have a brisa. The Pasuk tells us, if the Ganav is found, so the Ganav has to pay kefel. Now, what's the Pasuk referring to? We're referring to a person who's watching an object, and he claimed that it was stolen, but he's really the one that stole it, and we found out that he stole it, so he has to pay kefel. Now, we question what we just suggested. You say that it's talking about maybe it's talking about a Ganav himself, a person walked into somebody else's house, stole an object, and then we found him. Well, the proof that we're not talking about Ganav is because Kshuaymor in the Pasuk right afterwards says, if the Ganav is not found, and in that part of the Pasuk, the Pasuk is very clearly talking about which we're going to see in a bit how that is, so it must be that when the Pasuk earlier says, that's also talking about Ganav. Now, we have another Pasuk that says, what's this Pasuk referring to when it says, if the Ganav is found? The Pasuk is actually talking about a regular Ganav himself. And once again, we question this. You say this is talking about a Ganav himself. Maybe it's talking about a Shimer who tainted that it was stolen from him. So the answer is, when it says in the Pasuk, that's referring to somebody who tainted that it was stolen from him. So what's the Pasuk of Imim Saganav talking about? That's referring to an actual Ganav himself. We further clarify, both these brides agree that the second part of the Pasuk, the Imlayim Tzaganev, is referring to Tainan's Ganev. They might argue regarding the first part of the Pasuk, if it's talking about Tainan's Ganev as well, or if it's talking about Ganev Atzmai, but they all agree regarding the second part of the Pasuk. So my mashma, how is it mashma from there, from this part of the Pasuk of Imlayim Tzaganev, that we're talking about Tainan's Ganev? So Rav Rav explains, Imlayim Kimash Amar. When the Pasuk says Imlayim Tzaganev, that means if it wasn't found like he claimed that it was stolen from him, El rather Shu Atzmai Ganvai, he himself was the one that stole it. Shalom Shnaim, he has to pay double. Continuing to explore this, how do we know that he only pays double if he swore that it was stolen from him and it turns out that he's the one that stole it? It's not because we have a bride, so the Pasuk tells us, and the Baal shall approach Elohim, which is really referring to Bezdin, so it's technically not Hashem's name. Now, what does that mean he approaches the Bezdin? It means he has to come and make a Shvua. But we question this. You're saying it means he has to make a Shvua. Maybe it means just for a regular Din Tyra and he's not making a Shvua. So the answer is, it talks about Shlichas Yad, which is another way of saying stealing later on in the Pasuk, and it says Shlichas Yad earlier on in the Pasuk, Ma'alon Shvua, Afkan Shvua, just like later on when the Pasuk talks about Shlichas Yad, it very clearly mentions Shvua, so to over here, which is Lamala, it's also referring to Shvua. And the Pasuk of Lamata is referring to a Shemer Sachar, and it clearly says, Shvua's Hashem, Tiyabain Shneim, so Shlichas Yad Lamala, over here, of a Nikra of Baal Bayes, so Kim, is also referring to Shvua. And we continue talking about this, Bishlam Lamanda Amar, Chad Beganim, Chad Batayan Tanis Ganiv, Hanul Sivi Trey Kray. When you're saying according to Lamanda Amar, which is the second one, that these two Pesukim quoted above, Imyum Tzaganiv, Imlayim Tzaganiv, one is talking about Tanis Ganiv, and one is talking about Ganiv. So that's why we have to have two psukim. El 
Amar Shavayim with Tanya Tanis Ganev, but according to the first man to Amar, which had said that both these Psukim are talking about Tanya Tanis Ganev, Trekor Lovely, what do we need two Psukim for? So Amar answered, Chalamutay Tanis Avad. One of them was coming to exclude the case where he Tanis it was lost from him, and it turns out that he's the one that kept it. He doesn't have to be careful in that case. We continue, Laman to Amar Chad Beganev, Chad Tanya Tanis Ganev. According to the second man to Amar, that each Psuk is talking about something different. One is talking about Ganev himself, and one is talking about Tanya Tanis Ganev. So he doesn't have an extra Psuk. Lamutay Tanis Avad Minalei. How does he know that we exclude a Tanya of lost? That if the Shimer claims that it was lost from him, and it turns out that he took it, he doesn't have to pay KFL. Answer is Miganiv Haganiv. It could have just said the word Ganiv, but instead it says the word Haganiv. So we have this extra hey, and that's where we learn it from. The Gemara continues asking Laman Amr Shavai B'Toyin Tainus Ganiv. According to Laman Amr, that both of them are telling us about a Shimer Tining that was stolen from him. The Mietlei Toyin Tainus Avad. The one of those Pesukim is coming to exclude if he Tainus that was lost from him. Ganiv Haganiv My Darsh Bay. So what is he Darshin with this extra hey out of the word Haganiv? So Rambam Lachah he would tell you by Leil Chiravchibar Abba Amr Biyechanon. He needs it for the following member. Damar Chiravchibar Abba Amr Biyechanon. Hatoyin Tainus Ganiv Bepikadoin. If someone had something deposited by him and he tied that it was stolen from him and it turns out that he stole it, Misham Tashlumi Kefel, he has to pay Kefel. Tavachumachar, if he shechlir or sold it, Misham Tashlumi Abrava Chamisha, he has to pay four or five. So that's what the extra is for. Ask the Gemara, Lamanda Amar, Chad Beganav, Chad Batayin Tanis Ganav. According to Lamanda Amar, these two psukim are used for two separate things one for Ganav, one for Tayin Tanis Ganav. The Haganav, Haganav, Avgil Mute Tanis Avad, that this word of Haganav, this extra hay, is being used to tell us that if he Tanis was lost from him and he's the one that really took it, he doesn't have to pay Kefel. So Rechilber Ab Minale, how does he know this matter so I'm going to tell you, Hekeshahu, it's a Hekesh. Ben Mishivin al Hekesha, and we don't ask a question on Hekesh. The Gemara continues asking, Bisham al Mandamar Chad Beganav Chad Batayin Tanis Ganav. We understand according to the Mandamar that one Pasuk is talking about Ganav himself, and one Pasuk is talking about Tayin Tanis Ganav. Shapir, everything makes sense. El Mandamar Chavai Batayin Tanis Ganav. But according to the Mandamar, that both Psukim are talking about Tayin Tanis Ganav, Ganav Atmaminale. How do we know that a regular Ganav that steals something is going to have to pay Kefel? We don't have a Pasuk telling us about a regular Ganav. And if you're going to say, Lays Bakal Vachimer, Tayin Tanis Ganav, let's learn it from a Kalvachimer, from Tayin Tanis Ganav. Well, we can't say that because we should apply this concept, which we've had previously, that means that this din that we're trying to learn out now can't be any more strict than the din we're trying to learn from. And what would we say? Just like in the case of the only way he would pay Kefel is if he swears falsely that it was stolen from him and it turns out that he swore, so too, a regular Ganev as well shouldn't have to pay Kefel until he makes a false Shvua. And we know that's not true. We know that if we catch a person after he stole something, he has to pay Kefel even without a Shvua. So where does this Mandamar learn the basic Chiv of Kefel for regular Ganev. Now we're going to stop here for the day, which is a little bit of a cliffhanger, and pick up tomorrow with the potential answer for this. For now, everyone should have a wonderful day.